Hi, welcome to Me Too Vita Weight Loss, where we discuss weight loss with real people who've had real results. Today we have Elizabeth Peterson, who's out in Boston, near Boston. She's in Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I get it wrong. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so... Uh, what sparked you to start losing weight? Um, I wanted to bend over. I work in home care, so you do a lot of bending, a lot of moving. And when I realized I couldn't really bend over to do basic tasks, I'm like, I got to do something at some point. I need to start bending over because I'm not bending over (laughs) without at least getting up comfortably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I was 22 and feel more flexible at work. And so uh, is that when you started losing weight or shortly after? I started losing weight um, when I was 22. I, I actually kept passing the gym since I run a lot of errands for clients. And I kept passing the gym like every single day. And I'm like, okay, the gym's kind of speaking to me at this point. And so I decided to take the leap of faith and just walked in and just kind of was like the manager was like, you know what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely not a clue on what I'm doing. Let's lie. Let's make it sound good. And it's just one day at a time and it's kind of what it went into. So that was like three years ago then, roughly? Yes. That's like when the actual like fitness started actually, I just wanted to bend over. I had no intentions of really like putting in the work Mm -hmm. and I was on the treadmill for about a month and dropped 20 pounds. And I was like, um, I'm going to see if I can actually lose weight and see if this can be a thing. And of course, slowly just continuing every day. You see the weight go away. I didn't check the scale unless I felt like I really needed to see where I was on the scale. And then started slowly seeing the weight go down. Nice. So you started with the gym first and then you yes. went into the food. So we'll get into that a little later. So how much weight have you yes. lost? So I didn't, I always tell people, I have lost a total of 90 pounds. So I'm actually up weight because i'm changing fitness routines but in total i've lost 90 pounds awesome awesome and are you do you feel like you're able to be like to bend over and be a little more flexible at work after you lost this weight i can more than bend over at this point (laughs) oh yeah i can definitely bend over a lot better than i've been able to do in a long time awesome. bend awesome. over move different positions cool Definitely. and when you think over their full weight loss so far how does it make you feel i have mixed emotions so i was actually by the concept of opening up speaking to people saw me as us and i'm like horrified that I've gotten to 200 pounds and not until I actually open a fitness page and say like, Hey, yeah, I've lost 85 pounds. You know, it's one of those mixed feelings where it's like, okay, I've also seen this part of the scale, but I've also seen like the other part of the 
scale. So it's kind of like that mixed emotions of like, I feel proud of myself, but then I feel to get to that 200 pounds. So it's all mixed emotions nice. that go. Uh, what motivated you when times were tough? Um, My reason why. I feel like that's where you should like focus more is like, what is your reason why you're going to continue? Mm -hmm. Especially like you have to have a why to continue. You're not going to be motivated all the time. Motivation comes and goes Mm -hmm. and you need to learn to be disciplined. And the way to be disciplined is always reminding yourself why you started. Why? And that's what kept me going. Awesome. Awesome. And did you kind of say you, you started out, you know, working, going to the gym and you didn't really look at the scale or no. tell anybody that you were losing weight for, yeah. for <laughs> how, how many pounds? Um, I did not tell really anyone. Um, I actually met up with a friend after going from like a size 16 to, I want to say about a size 10, maybe an eight. Yeah. And he was like, whoa what just happened yeah and yeah, I was yeah. like what's up <laughs> and he was just like I didn't know you were losing weight you've lost a lot of weight and it kind of like shocked people once I started to like actually show my face again so it was yeah. a probably a good like 50 pounds before I started to show my face again and people were just so shocked because they had no idea I so, love yeah. that how many times <laughs> do you hear someone that is like I'm going on a diet and I'm starting now, you know, and everyone feels they have to announce, oh, I can't eat that. I'm on a diet. Like, like, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're doing a diet. I think I, I like to hear, you know, when people say they approached it where they didn't tell anybody until they lost 50 pounds or they didn't go to the gym until they lost 20 pounds, you know? Yeah. You oh Yeah. You don't you know, need that validation. Uh, no, no, not at all. Like validate yourself, make yourself feel better. You know, I think confidence comes from within. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to be, you know, see the change for yourself, I feel like that's more of a confidence booster than showing off to the world and going, hey, look. And don't get me wrong. I've seen so many men and women go on Instagram and post their stories and I give them props. I couldn't do that. Um, but you know, everyone needs that form of confidence different. So whatever works for them works for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about food. So how did you learn about food and nutrition when you were sort of starting out? It was okay. I tell people what I did was the absolute worst diet, so to speak. So because I struggled with my eating, so bad. I was eating like three to 4,000 calories a day. I was going to McDonald's maybe two to three times a day, Mm -hmm. going to honeydew donuts, then, you know, going wherever else you could find food on top of making cake pretty much every single night. Um, (laughs) You're eating a lot of calories. And when you're not really doing activity, it's kind of just starting to become sedentary. And I went on a liquid diet. I always hated admitting that, but that was what I needed to stay away from food because I didn't know how to not 
portion control. I didn't know how to say no to food. It just kind of was my every day and what else do I do? So I started drinking protein nutritional shakes. They were vegan. I recommend them to so many people, especially starting out when they're like, I don't want to have a whey protein powder, but I don't know what else to do. I always say, go here and see what you can find. And then when I met my boyfriend, I was actually starting to eat food again. And he was like, we need to get you with whole foods, not junk food. Because when he met me, I was eating ice cream, Cheetos, everything I could find underneath the sun because I'm craving sugar. And I went for it. So I had to be kind of balanced out a little bit with what works, what doesn't work. But we were also learning like, I'm not allergic, but I have high sensitivities to gluten and dairy. And I just had to learn what works with my body, what doesn't work with my body and turned into me making my own food. It kind of was a transition, (laughs) huge transition. So you went on a liquid diet. How did you find out about that? Or did you come? I just started doing it. I just kind of like didn't know how to say no to food. I was almost afraid of food at one point because I didn't know how to say no. Like think about it, we have fast food everywhere Mm -hmm. and you're kind of consumed and especially with people who are on the road 24 seven like myself, you're kind of left on what do I do? Do I go to McDonald's? Do I go to a gas station? Where do I begin? And a liquid diet was kind of the only thing that I knew I was getting basic nutrition with fruits and vegetables. I knew I was getting in protein. I knew I was getting in at least some calories. And I stayed on that for about a year. And I swear that's kind of what kicked in some of the sensitivities I have now because- You did the liquid diet for a year? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Worst thing you can do I yourself. You, I thought you said two weeks. So you did that no. for a year eating yes. protein shakes. Okay. And that yeah, sort of, I don't recommend it. That did you feel like that sort of detached you from food it, or, or did it or, a little fear to food? I became yeah. fearful of the concept of calories. I didn't know what I was doing. I just I wanted to stay away from food because I knew if I was near food, I would binge food. And it actually was a transition because like I said previously, I work with the elderly. I have to do errands for them and I have to go in grocery stores. And it kind of was a transition of learning, like, can I say no in the grocery store or do I just stick with what I'm doing? So everything was a transition, Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, how do I say no, but how can I say yes? Very much mixed. Definitely. And so did you feel like doing the liquid diet? Did that help? Or did you say when you met your boyfriend, you were kind of like trying to get cheat? I was already kind of like wanting food. I feel like after a year, you kind of want food. I was also starting to date before I met him. Mm -hmm. Um, I got out of a horrible relationship where food was kind of like center. And um, I kind of just got to the point where I was like, well, I'll see if I can date around. And guys picked up that I didn't eat food. When you go on dates and you're not eating food, kind of a red flag. And I, so I was like, I'll eat here and there. I won't eat a lot. And then it kind of, when I met him, he was like, what are you eating? (laughs) And I was like, um, Cheetos, Cheetos are delicious. And he's like, yes, they're delicious, but why like that's not food that's 
unhealthy. Yeah. And I was like, no, Cheetos are delicious. <laughs> kind of have that argument until you realize you're really not eating food. You're just kind of craving it and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So um, you went on the liquid diet. Uh, once you got off the liquid diet, then your boyfriend kind of helped you like eat you know more meats or vegetables then um I was pretty much vegetarian when we met um I not quite sure the whole background behind it but I was pretty much vegetarian from 16 to the time I met him at 23 and I never really cared for me it wasn't anything and I kind of a little blunt on this because women more specifically have a lot of hormonal deficiencies and um I ended up going to the gynecologist and they told me like you know maybe birth control will help you and I didn't think anything of it and I think maybe four months into taking birth control I looked at him and I'm like hey babe I want a steak (laughs) the funniest look came on his face he was like, we have been dating for quite a while now and you want a steak? And I was like, yeah, give me a juicy medium steak. That is all I want. And we got a steak and I started eating meat again. So yeah, if you yeah. take away steak from me, we might have a problem. I love steak. That's <laughs> my favorite, most favorite meat. I could far. eat steak all day long, <laughs> all week long, and I am happy. Yeah. Nice, nice. And um, so did when at all, like when you were starting, you know, the liquid diet or kind of transitioning, were you counting calories at all? Or I wasn't. So I kind of stayed away from calories. I didn't quite understand calories. Yeah. Um, and then when I did transition to calories, I am most blunt about this as well, where it became almost compulsive to the point where I just wanted to have only a hundred calories for a snack and only 200 calories for a meal. And that's when it started to hit me. Like I'm not living life. I'm just eating to survive and I'm not eating enough to survive. And that's when I started counting macros And that actually helped me understand like what nutrients I'm getting in Mm -hmm. and am I getting enough nutrients versus looking at the number. So I didn't start out with numbers. It slowly was again, another transition Mm -hmm. where I went from here to there. Okay. So talk about your diet now. What's, (laughs) what's some of like the staples that you eat? Um, I eat, currently, I eat a lot of whole foods, as I put it. Um, I eat a lot of salads. And when I say salads, I mean pack a salad, chicken, Mm. get some sunflower seeds, get mixed greens, so kale, collard greens, beet greens, get all those yummy greens, red and green leaf greens. And I pack that all in a salad. Then I'll have like corn, black beans, kidney beans, you name it. I kind of just like all pack it in there yeah, yeah. and just like make a meal out of it. Yeah. Um, due to the fact, due to what I'm doing for my training, um, I'm just eating protein and carbs more. So I'm getting in a lot of beef, a lot of chicken, a lot of turkeys, mm-hmm. a lot of sweet potatoes, um, salads, like I mentioned, 
then I'll do a lot of rice. I do brown rice and that's kind of like where I am with more lunches and dinners. And then for breakfast, I eat oatmeal. Okay. My mother called me an old lady because I grind up my own flaxseed. Oh, really? <laughs> raisins in my oatmeal. She's like, you grind up your own flaxseed, you're an old lady, and you eat your own oat bran. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. Dye your hair gray. Then <laughs> exactly at this point, like she's not wrong. <laughs> but I eat a lot of the same foods just because I'm not eating any breads. Like they're gluten-free breads, but still a bunch of them don't digest properly. Mm -hmm. So I don't eat a lot of that. Um, I don't really eat any dairy. I kind of almond milk, coconut milk, coconut yogurts you know, simple things. And I kind of just stick to the same routine day in and day out. Sure. Very boring, very boring, but I live very simple. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a good way to kind of create sustainable habits by, oh, by yeah. kind of figuring out oh, yeah. what you like. Um, talk about your, the portion sizes. Do you eat, you know, smaller portion sizes compared to before you lost weight and oh yes you feel like oh, yes. hungry <laughs> um so i eat about a quarter of what i used to eat okay. i actually laugh at that because i weigh my food i have an idea of how much i'm eating per ounce let alone per cup so mm. i'm literally eating just a fraction of what i used to eat when i was 200 pounds i was eating probably three maybe four servings just for dinner um my, my ex and I we would eat like so many pancakes I would eat a pound of bacon he'd eat a pound of bacon I'd eat you know a pound of sausage he'd eat a pound of sausage yeah. like <laughs> I maybe eat two sausage links now <laughs> I have two pieces of bacon now so I eat literally like a quarter of what I used to eat mm -hmm. um and I can feel full for quite some time I don't really need to snack yeah. if I'm really feeling snacky I'll go for an apple okay it's just okay. very simple cut dry to the point and do you notice if you overeat your stomach is like yes Yes, I feel bloated and I get bloated more in the ribs than the lower belly. Okay. So it's almost like difficult to breathe. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, okay, I ate too much. I can barely breathe. I kind of need to figure that out. I tend not to overeat anymore just because I know that I'll feel like that sick feeling. Yeah. So I stay away from that. <laughs> just avoid the whole overeating. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it takes a lot of self-control and knowing yourself and self-awareness to do that learn i tell people learn your body know what you can and cannot do and be aware of like when you're having those emotions i feel like that's more where binging becomes a thing is you're wanting to console your feelings and your emotions mm -hmm. and that's when you binge yeah. you just you want to feel better for that moment and food does make you feel better for a moment mm -hmm. but then you feel sick and that's where I kind of had to come to terms with, do I want to feel sick or do I just want to nourish my body? Yeah. Where's the option in between? And it's just what's more important for my body today. Yeah. I think that's huge. Like nourishing, you know, eating food for energy rather than yes. pleasure. Food is people. 
slowing things down kind of eating you know letting stuff digest a little bit yes it's huge we don't think about how much we stuff in our face yeah, until yeah. we feel that like over full feeling and we're just like why did we just do that yeah i don't know why we just did that we wanted to console something so i use food as also healing um especially if you've ever been through anything in your life and you use food to kind of numb that feeling use food to heal you food should heal your body it should also heal your mind and it is a huge thing nobody talks about it helps not just your body but your brain like eating better quality food yes so a lot of times we don't think about this but for chips for instance the amount of canola oil they put in on top of the amount of sodium and then you decide you want to have soda with that, which is like so high in sugar. We're now kind of putting a different form of endorphins in our brain. We are essentially putting in that happy pill feeling for a moment, but then later on, you'll feel very foggy and bogged down. And it's your body's receptor of telling you like you ate something your body's not supposed to really eat. And yeah. when you eat whole foods, you don't get any of those feelings. You feel nourished. You feel full the right way. Mm. And you feel like you have energy to keep going. Yeah. It's so interesting how I can even when I eat chocolate, how I feel different. It is fascinating to think about just because something tastes good going in doesn't mean it's actually good. Does it taste good for that? You don't think about the after effect. Yeah. yeah. And you just see, you know, so many people drinking pop and so many people eating chips, yep. fast food. You, oh, just, yeah. you just realize you think that's just normal when it's it's not really like no. not not, you know, not not all it's bad, you know, but no, no, but you know, it's something you should do for enjoyment. So like my boyfriend and I, we will go out to eat, but a lot of times I'll just get like plain chicken or plain steak with a sweet potato or even a potato with a salad or vegetables. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, that's really boring, but I fed myself while going out to eat without eating a ton of calories where now I'm feeling full. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation the other day with my boyfriend. I'm like, look at the Starbucks line. It is ridiculously yeah. long. And, yeah, like and at I, night too, which makes no sense. If, and what I said to myself was, think about it. They're getting probably some sort of bread there or even a sandwich. Like Dunkin's is notorious for that yeah. as well. And you're between just the drink and the little bit of food you get, you're eating my, my consumption for the day, which yeah. is like 1,500 calories. And you're doing that three times a day. And uh, yeah, it's expensive too. <laughs> It is expensive. I, I made a point like that on Instagram. I'm like, what I spend in a week is what you spend in a day. Yeah. Put that in consideration. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think it comes from placing value, not on how good the food is, but how good you feel. Yes. You we forget that. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought, you know, better quality <laughs> food the different form of endorphins up i haven't heard that before which yeah. which is uh which is fun to hear so well great yeah. let's talk about activity um of course you said you started at the gym so yes. uh talk about that and how it's sort of evolved to now 
So I lost a huge portion of my weight just doing the treadmill. I would walk um, all the time. That's all I did for a workout at least seven days a week before I actually ended up with pneumonia and strep, which I didn't even know I had, um, which is a whole separate story. But I literally was going seven days a week, working out for about two hours a day, just on the treadmill. Yeah. And then it slowly increased to about an hour. And I was curious about weights. I didn't really have anything to think about. I was just like, oh, I'll start some weights. And then when I got sick, I lost a lot of that small muscle mass that I had just started yeah. that I just was like, you know what? I'll just stick with cardio for a while and see where things go. And again, when I met my boyfriend, he he's actually long time ago, a soccer coach for women. Okay. And he was like, why don't you get into weights? You would love weights. And I kind of thought he was joking when he said it, but I fell into love with weights. Give me all the weights. Um, it's so much fun to get in that energy, like angry energy, <laughs> and then release it. Just release that anger for a moment where you're like, I now feel better. See, that serotonin is amazing. And so I just slowly was doing a decent amount of cardio still, but then I was transitioning to weights. So for about a year, year and a half, I did a lot of cardio, <laughs> more cardio than I would like to admit at this point. And then that transitioned into just weight training and seeing how strong I could get. Awesome. And Is that now it's a completely at? different form. <laughs> That's, what was where that? That's where you're at now, lifting weights. I lift weights pretty much more than I do cardio. I'm only doing cardio for about 40 minutes a day. And that's just to start is about 15, 20 minutes. And then my finish is whatever else time I have. Um, but I'm doing more endurance training currently. So it's kind of between powerlifting and bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. um, and I do still a lot more weights than I do cardio. That's a preference. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love all forms of weight training. I think everyone should do it. It just it has so many great benefits other than just losing weight. And are you uh, still losing weight or more maintaining? I'm not. I am not losing any more weight. I did not intend to lose the five extra pounds that I was like comfortable at. I was at 115 when I finally was like, I'm done losing weight. I'm at 115. I'm happy. I don't want to get to 110. Mm -hmm. And I actually started working at a diner um, when the pandemic started. Oh. Just coincident. Like I was like, had one good month of working before everything kind of shut down. I stayed yeah. working at the diner and was working about four or five different positions okay. because she didn't have enough people and I lost five pounds just running around like a madman and burning 4,000 calories a day I hate to even say that <laughs> um so I did not want to lose any more weight lost that weight and I'm actually currently maintaining weight because I went up 15 pounds and now I'm back down to like 115 120 nice that's perfect. Opened about the weight. I know a lot of females aren't. <laughs> no, that 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 sounds um, super reasonable. Uh, so let's move on to mentality. So I'm kind of testing out some new questions. So um, basically, I'm yes. just gonna say a word, and then you just say like what it means to you, uh, kind of pertaining okay. toward weight loss. So the first word is judgment. 
Okay. Judgment. Oh man. I feel like there's judgment of when you start going to the gym because only, only skinny people go to the gym. That's what, you know, you don't ever see the obese person in the gym. And when you do, you tend to look at them and you're like, why are you here? Not really thinking about they're they're getting themselves better for themselves they're not there for any other reason and I remember I had this one guy for oh man a good two years he would stare at me every time I walked in (laughs) sounds creepy and he still he still goes to the gym he goes about three times a day I mean or is he like he still does he goes in three times a day with his wife and his kids he seems like his wife and his kids seem really nice him on the other hand I'm not quite sure how nice he is but I remember one day I had a horrible day at work and I just walked in with the most nastiest face and he just was staring at me and I just kind of gave like a growled face at him. <laughs> and ever since then, he's left me alone. Gotcha, okay. So I feel like there's just judgment when you walk in and you want to lose weight. Yeah. People don't know why you're there. And it's like, you're there to feel better. You're not there for any other reason. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Positivity. Positivity, oh man. I feel that the more you're confident in your own body, other people are going to see that and want that energy. Um, We talk about body positivity and I feel like that's completely different than having a positive mindset about yourself. Mm -hmm. Completely different. We think of body positivity of loving yourself, even when you're 200 pounds, for instance, like myself, you don't always have that feeling of love and positivity should be like, what am I good at? where can I strive more and be positive for yourself and work on yourself? And that radiance will go further. So basic law of attraction, what you put out comes back to you. You know, if you're willing to be confident with yourself and be positive with yourself and you bring that out to others, Mm -hmm. people will see that and want that positivity. It has nothing to do with loving your body. It has to do with loving just who you are, which is completely different. And if you bring out that negativity, it's going to come right back at you. You know, if you're negative towards, you know, just who you are as a person, like, oh, I hate this about me. Well, then you're kind of producing that negativity and other people are going to pick up on that energy. Yeah. So people at the gym. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. So many people are negative at the gym. All uh, right. Uh, honesty. Honesty. I think you should be honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, be honest with where you are. So I saw a quote one day that you only really start to make progress when you call your bullshit out on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you call bullshit on yourself, everything else just comes out naturally mm-hmm. in honesty. Um, if you're willing to say like, Hey, I have a me problem and I have a problem with, you know, how I view things in perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're not honest, if you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to be honest with anyone else, Absolutely. which is what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, excuses. <laughs> you're going to come up with an excuse for anything. And it's up to you if you're going to let that excuse be why you won't do anything in life definitely definitely insecurities 
we all have them. Um, find a way to love that insecurity. Mm. That insecurity could be a huge greatness that you're holding in yourself. Mm. You know, we, yeah. we see that, oh, I can't do this. When in reality, you're more than capable of doing it. You're just holding one thing that happened to you to not let you move forward. And that's an insecurity. Yes, I agree. Comparing yourself. You shouldn't do it because everyone is in a different point in their journey in life. Absolutely. More specifically in fitness, we're all at different stages. Um, even this afternoon, my boyfriend was saying how one of his coworkers had made a joke. She's like a little girl. She's about maybe 16, 17. And she was making the joke going, I have muscles, look at me. And of course, him being sarcastic showed a picture of who I am. And she's like, oh, she has muscles. But he didn't mean it in like a comparative way. He responded with like, she works hard if you want what she has work for it not in a sense of this is who you want to be but more like if you want something start your own journey and realize that everyone else's journey is going to be different i could be ahead of someone i could also be behind someone but i could also be on the same side as someone as well so don't compare yourself you never know really where somebody else is absolutely being present be present in everything. Um, we tend to look back on life and stay where we are. I'm guilty of doing that every now and again, wondering like, oh, could have I changed something? What would this do if I did this versus that? Mm-hmm. But no, you know, you're capable of changing whatever happened then by changing who you are now. Um, you know, be present with who you are, be present with the people you're around. Be also present with just like what's going on, not just with yourself, but the world, just everything. I agree. I agree. Well, she would have told me that 10 years ago. (laughs) Hey, people say I'm an old soul. I don't know about that some days. Um, Owning your life. Owning your life. That is a great one. So I tend to listen to a lot of motivational speeches. I don't like to consider them motivational speeches, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like if you take a moment to listen to how other people have succeeded in life, take those small tools and kind of look at yourself and go, how can I be better? Mm-hmm. And that's just as much as I guess I could come up with it is just learn how to be better for yourself. Uh, we'll do a, a combo here. Worrying and fear. <laughs> I feel like that's almost the same thing, even though I know they're different because I suffer from anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and I think anyone Pretty much. Yeah. on that yeah. level, like they're the same, but different. Yeah. Um, Worry is more of that sense where you're worried about what others think of you. Mm-hmm. We all live in that worry. Um, what are people going to think of me? Um, what are people going to say to me? What about this? You know, even if it's an appointment, like, oh, what what is this going to have to deal with? And you come up with a lot of scenarios in your head that probably don't exist in real life. And that's more worry. You know, it's the anxiety part of you that questions everything. You come up with like the 10th degree on what could happen to you. Like I go into the shower and I can drown. 
Yeah. You're in the shower. How are you going to drown? <laughs> <laughs> like worst scenario you can come up with. Yeah. But then there's fear where it's, you're letting that almost consume your life. You're letting every what if hold you back. And you're not moving forward in life when you just continue to let it control you. I guess that's more me where I've let that happen to me. I've let you know, oh, I can't do this to determine what, determine that I can't do something. Instead, fear should spark you to want to go further in whatever you're doing. They say take risks for a reason. Well, when it comes to risks, you're dealing with fear as well, yeah. like of all the possible horrible things that can happen, but in a completely different way. Yeah. It's all self-doubt. Talk about control and how it sort of helped you lose weight. Um, I had to learn to control myself more than everyone else around me. I've had to learn that not everyone's going to want to do what I do. That's just who I am. I got to control that I am the only thing I can control. I cannot control you. I cannot control my boyfriend. I can't control my parents. I can't control my siblings. I can't even control my clients who are very sweet people, but some days it's difficult. I can't control any of that. Yeah. I also can't control like what's going on around me. I can only con take control of the situations that I'm in at that moment. And it's a me thing I have to control. Absolutely. Talk, we got a, four more, four more of these. Totally fine. Uh, Self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh man, that's difficult for me. Um, so I've talked briefly how I suffer from depression and for the longest time, I did not see what tomorrow would look like. Um, I just kind of let that darkness consume me. And they always say there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I never saw that. I always saw that like life is hard. Life is difficult. Mm -hmm. Woe is me. Yeah. You know, life wronged me. Why did this <laughs> happen to me? And slowly over time I feel like when you heal from some of the things that have harmed you in the past is when you start to see like what do I want mm -hmm. and after taking care of so many people where they've I've seen people who have let depression consume them to the point where they're miserable now in their older life yeah. but I've also now taken care of a woman who is a hundred <laughs> and to me, I feel like, why waste that potential? Figure out what you want. Yeah. And it took a lot of like, what's most important to me? What do I want? And right now, over time, it's, I want to help other people. I want other people to feel the best that they can feel within themselves. Mm -hmm. Whether that means just taking care of yourself and you need help saying, how do I start? Perfect. Start start taking care of yourself. <laughs> I, I know I've, I've suffered from depression too. And it, it's tough to see that, that uh, yes. light at the end of the road, but it eventually does come as long as you don't give up. Exactly. Um, pushing. Yeah. Talk, uh, next one is clarity. I feel like you kind of talked about that in this last one. Yeah. So it kind of came to a point where I've, I've briefly talked about this in my actual Instagram posts and I went through horrible trauma. Um, I was sexually abused from 13 to 18. Mm. 
And that is a lot of the reason why I got up to 200 pounds because I wanted to console those feelings. Mm -hmm. And not until I was willing to let myself heal from that was where clarity started to become a thing. Like, am I willing to let go of the bondage that is holding me back from life? Mm -hmm. I want happiness. Happiness comes from within and it's not money. I've had money. I've also been broke. I've seen everything in between. And I feel like, I feel like being slightly more on the broke end has made me happier, sadly. (laughs) Who would have ever thought that'd be a word out of my mouth. Um, But I feel like when I started to really search deep within myself and say like, what is holding me back? That's when clarity became a thing. Um, it was, what do I want out of life? I, I can't let depression consume me. Like chronic depression is always going to be there. You can let it win or you can let it, you know, be your motivation. Mm-hmm. And that is my why. My why is I don't want to be in that dark place again. Yeah. And that's what keeps my mind so vividly on point every single day. And that's my clarity is I want other people to know this is the realism, but I also want to heal from the things that happened to me. And that's where I'm at. (laughs) Heal. That is your clarity. Heal. Talk real quick. We got like a few minutes left. A few questions I want to get from you. So I'll do some like rapid fire. So the last two words uh, I'd like you to talk on or touch on is emotions and mistakes. Okay. Um, we all have emotions. I think um, talking about depression, I found out I was diagnosed with bipolar, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> and it's only amusing to me. I know some people would be like, that's morbid to think of. Yeah. But way back when I started therapy, about six, seven years now, my first therapist was like, what is it that you want out of therapy? And I was like, I wanna feel my emotions. You know, when you go through trauma, you tend to shut those emotions off. Mm -hmm. And I remember her being like, okay, we can work on that. And I had, I had another therapist that made me watch the movie Inside Out, which if you've ever watched that movie, it is depressing. (laughs) (laughs) I do not see how it's a children's movie. (laughs) I I will always say that. It's been a long time. I know I kind of was like I left the theaters being like I'm more depressed than I already deal with this is bad but it helps you depict your emotions and I feel like that's kind of what helped me with weight loss was learning my emotions and where am I catering them to if I'm feeling sad why am I feeling sad if I'm feeling happy why am I feeling happy and you should have all of those range of emotions that you can figure out what they mean for you. And that again, comes more into healing. So when you start to exercise, you get a different form of healing within yourself and you should know those emotions. Now, as for mistakes, again, we're human. We all have them. I'm guilty of mistakes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not God. Um, that probably will break your heart. Um, but here we are. Um, I think that mistakes is what makes us a better person. We either can learn from them or we can continue to make the same mistake. And if we don't learn from them, we're going to surely continue making the same mistake. Learn from it the first time and grow from it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you touching on all those and, and being so honest with me. Where can people follow you or get in touch? 
Um, so I technically have two pages right now. I, I hate to even say this, but my food page has been kind of like separated from my fitness page. So I tell people to always follow me on EG, EGP Fitness. Um, that's where I post my most content, my most vulnerable self. I post mental health. I post, you know, just day to day. I post motivational speeches whenever I can actually remember to post them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll also, you know, post like what I'm doing for my fitness. I don't expect anyone to do what I'm doing, but I'll post what I'm doing. I also have my food page, if anyone is curious, called A Healthier Lifestyle. And that's just becoming healthier, not being healthy, because I hate the word healthy, um, but become healthier. So if you're interested in healthier dairy and gluten-free food, go to that one. Awesome. Well, I will have all those listed on 